0: I was so close to tying you on Twitter, and then I and then everything ended, and then, and then now I'm just. We got. We gave up. We gave up, and you know, we we ran. I guess race we'll never know. You took your ball home. I get it. He, he, <laughs> you said. You said. You know what? He's ca- he's catching up to me. I'm closing the gap, uh-huh. and he's like, you know, I'm closing the gap like braces. That's a rap lyric. <laughs> Come on, that'd like, be pretty good. I don't like I, this podcast I, anymore. I <laughs> Can I
1: take my ball home and also it be deleting all of our podcasts (laughs) off of our RSS feed? Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan.
0: And I'm Patrick. So, um, Phoebe and I were talking yesterday and we were trying to figure out when we first hung out you're trying so, to figure
1: out when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie
0: yeah exactly yeah and um we were trying to figure out like the what was the first time we ever hung out together as friends our friend as some would call it and i thought it was the day i had this picture taken where she was hugging a tree as like mm. a joke Okay. Or, no, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't a joke. She loves nature, and so she was hugging a tree, and I took the picture. And so I thought that that was I've when we first this. hung out. Yeah, but it wasn't because she was like, "No, that wasn't." It had to have been beforehand. Women and always so, remember
1: these things. We're not yeah, good at remembering these things.
0: And so I was like, I was thinking about it. and I was like, "You're right. It wasn't the first time we hung out. It must have been before that. The first time we ever hung out was a Walmart trip. We went to Walmart. You might remember this story. It <sighs> was the story. It was the it was the pirate hat story." Oh,
1: I thought it was when I was there.
0: No. Did we no, go to Walmart no. together? We went to Walmart together, and that was after Phoebe and I were dating.
1: I do remember going to Walmart with you, and I just remember yeah. enjoying it. That's why. Yeah, I it went. was very fun. It was very I fun. Just, I just miss um, you is what it what it is.
0: There, I miss you, too. We'll see you Aww. soon. <laughs> you. Well, the the Well, the um, – this uh, this 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 quest to figure out when it was made me go on a on a hunt. See, I had I had a lead right because I knew it was in tw- I knew it was in September of 2017, and so I went back to our podcast catalog and I listened to the episodes in September of 2017. I listened You're to kidding. This, just the intros, just the intros where we like talk about our day, right? Okay. It just so happens that in one of the episodes, I told a story that happened on that Walmart trip, and the story was when I uh, when the phone rang and I picked it up and it was the sports section. And it, they, I was like, hello. And they were like, do you guys have 30? Is this the sports and outdoors section? I looked up at the sign and it said sports and outdoors. And I said, yep. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, do you have 32 caliber bullets? And I was like, oh, you're going to have to call back. And so I hung up. <laughs> and I said that happened. I said that happened yesterday. Yeah. And then you said, so I was like, okay, cool. I know it happened the day before we recorded. If only I could know when we recorded. And uh, then you said, oh, I still got to go to mass today, which means we recorded on a on Sunday, a Sunday. which means it was the 23rd. And so I finally figured it out. So I went on this wow. long this long rabbit hole of our old, our old podcast. And it, it, I stumbled upon a conversation we had about, um, (laughs) it was a, I had an idea for a picture of us, uh, for a picture and and you hated the picture idea. You were like, we're not doing it. And I was like, no, we're totally going to do it. And we did. It's the picture of us both eating cereal out of the same bowl. I
1: remember that. I just, I did it because you, you loved it so much.
0: No, you did it because it's funny and it's, it's great.
1: The take, don't take this away from me. Okay? I'm not gonna take it away from you.
0: <laughs> it's something that happened, and I treasure it. I'm glad and that I, you do.
1: <laughs> I think. Do you think in like three to four years, you and Phoebe are gonna be like, "Well, when was the first time that we remembered the first time that we hung out?" And then you go back and you find this podcast, and you remember, "Oh, this is the anniversary of the first time that we remembered the first time that we hung out."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I guess I should, I should, I should uh, make a message to my future self, Patrick. If you have a bigger gut than now, I swear to goodness. No no taking the Lord's name in on this podcast but I swear I'm gonna beat you up futurely.
1: What should I say to my future self? Um Happy birthday.
0: Oh yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Th- <laughs> You can only listen to this podcast every year all, all on your birthday. On this podcast, on my birthday. So yeah, we're recording on Ethan's birthday, which apparently is a tradition. This year, we recording each other's birthdays.
1: <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna do something like I'd be like, "No, I can't record on Friday. We have to record on Saturday because it's my birthday." And I was like, "Wait, we recorded on Patrick's birthday. That would be stupid of me." So we're recording on my birthday. <laughs>
0: I mean, you could have said, "I'm doing stuff all day."
1: No, but I wasn't. Time. But I wasn't. Is the thing. Um,
0: <laughs> you're just like you're just like. I don't want to record on my birthday. The only
1: thing I've done today is re- respond to like half the texts that I've gotten and answer half of the phone calls that I've gotten.
0: Yeah, and... I have to be honest. I I get very stressed on my birthday, and yeah. I don't go on Facebook because everyone's hitting that wall, that timeline. Sorry, I'm a boomer. A wall. What's a wall? No, it's a timeline <laughs> now, and they're all going, "Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday!" And I'm like, I just. What do you do? Do you do you say thanks to everyone?
1: I ignore all of them.
0: Or do you like all of them?
1: Here's the thing. If somebody's <laughs> if somebody's posting on your wall, on your Facebook wall for your birthday, <laughs> you that's a sure sign that that relationship is probably not not one that you really need.
0: That means they were on Facebook and they saw the little birthday present and they were like, "I might as well get this over with." Because that—that that is
1: never my impulse when I see Facebook and I see the birthday present for a person that I love and care about. My my first impulse is not better go right on their wall. You know, no. Like, you know, Andrew
0: Jordan is a real homie because he posted it he posted on the it in Crunch the, Patron's Facebook, Crunch which, patrons. which made which reminded me that it was your birthday. There also, you I don't really know when your birthday is. That's okay. It, yeah. It's, i know that it only, yours, it's only happened like four times since we've known each other i know
1: that yours is on september 23rd
0: yeah no <laughs> Dang, it's, it's a shot in the dark that was the that was the date that was the uh the front anniversary though oh so close. good good guess thank yeah. you i appreciate
1: that <laughs> um no i don't remember when your birthday is
0: june 19th will be easy to remember though
1: it, yeah because it's gonna be a federal holiday for the rest of our lives
0: is is that is that up for is that up for thing is that like up for uh, they, I election? Just, I literally uh,
1: just saw an article about it, how they're trying to make it a federal slash market cool. holiday, which I don't really I don't know you probably know what that means.
0: It sounds like businesses close and that's it.
1: Yeah. But can't can't just markets decide? Isn't that the whole point of a free market system? They just decide when they have a holiday? Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I yeah,
0: but it's like <laughs> I don't you, think that's I don't think that's how the free market works now. I don't think the free market here means you can make your own work week.
1: I don't um, think that's how it works. Let's see. Did anything fun happen to you this week? Yes. Tell um, me.
0: Two things. First of all, you're just going to get a kick out of this. Guess who has a new podcast? Is it you? No, no, no. It's Cal well, Newport. Thank God. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say if you're stepping out on me. If you're walking, if, you walk in, if you, like, you're talking to other people. You're stepping um... out on our sister.
1: <laughs> stepping out? I know What's terms.
0: Sir? What's that from?
1: <laughs> Director Josh.
0: Oh, yeah. This is, you're stepping out. I know terms. <laughs> um <laughs> So I, a couple of days ago, I woke up in the middle of the night on my couch, and I don't know how I got there.
1: You're, uh, what? Stop. I
0: Yeah, no, I like woke up, and I was on my couch, and I was like, how did I get here? And I must have sleep, sleep, slept walked? Sleep, slept walked. Sleep Sleep walked. Sleep run. Sleep ran. (laughs) Sleep moved. And so, of course... I am I go back to sleep, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I go back to I slept. Have, I go back to slept, and I go, what if I have a sleepwalking condition, and I never knew it
1: uh-huh. because
0: I have lived <laughs> alone for four years or five years. Uh-huh. And so if I had a sleepwalking <laughs> condition, there would be no way for me to know that.
1: That's crazy. What if we're all secretly sleepwalkers, but we get up and we get right back into bed exactly where we started every single night. And we have no idea. We have no clue. <laughs> no one would
0: know. No and so, of know. course, I, I'm up I'm up for the rest of the night thinking about that. I'm like, what if I have a sleepwalking condition and I'm, that's why I'm tired all the time, right? And so I was like, I'm going to test it. I'm going to set up a video. G- no, that's a bad idea. I'm going to put tape on the door. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I I'm going to go to tape- sleep
1: with my shoes on and my shoelaces tied together so that if I try to walk, I'll fall, I'll fall <laughs> on my face. And then I'll know I tried to go somewhere, but in I reality, the- I just, I just forget that I have my shoes on when I wake up in the morning and I still fall either way. There's no winning.
0: There's no winning, but yeah, so I put a, I put a piece of tape on the door. So then past couple of nights, no, no broken tape. So wow. that's good that's
1: that's what that's what my youth minister would do it's yeah that's a youth minister solution to make (laughs) sure that the boys and the girls and all the people making noise girls and the boys uh, reliant k nope hawk nelson i think no that sounds like reliant k okay um anyway would make sure that we didn't go out of our hotel rooms and one time my freshman year i went out of my room, freshman year of high school, this is, yeah. fair. <laughs> I, I went out of my room because somebody wanted to pray night prayer and I had never prayed night prayer before in my life. I thought it was the coolest thing ever that a junior was asking me, a freshman, to pray night prayer with him.
0: It's a little thing. And so I
1: so I snuck out of my room and then my youth minister came up to me the next morning and said, what were you doing out of your room last night? I so I
0: was praying night prayer
1: and I got super worried that I was going to get kicked off of the trip. <laughs> I was fine.
0: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Phyllis,
1: Phyllis was very kind to me. Shout yeah, you gotta
0: you gotta do that too. You gotta make sure the freshman gets sized up though, because like the junior probably had the tape broken, but they were like, ah, it's you know, it's it's you know, it's Brett. What's Brett gonna do? What's you Brett know? gonna
1: do? Yeah. Oh, good times. I was trying to think, I didn't have anything fun happen to me this week. I was well, that's not true. I did a lot of fun stuff. I learned Emma taught me how to do calligraphy. Oh, cool. And the first thing I wrote, uh Emma, if you could throw this up in the chat, that'd be great. <laughs> uh pull that up real quick. The first thing I wrote with my calligraphy pen was Teenage Boop. Mutant Ninja Turtles in Fancy <laughs> cursive.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. As soon as I figured out how to do it, my first my first creation. <laughs> um, we went to the driving range. I worked on my swing. That was I pretty saw fun. that on
0: her story. You You're
1: not the first person to tell me that today. Do a lot of people follow my girlfriend on Instagram?
0: Yeah, I, fo- I, I follow her on Instagram. That's great. Yeah, I, Do you I, follow I, Phoebe on Instagram? I
1: haven't used Instagram in...
0: That's a good point, yeah.
1: ...quite a time, and so I wouldn't know, but I would if I was an active user. I would certainly follow Phoebe Johnson. I got your my tuxedo fitted for your wedding. Yeah, that's that exciting. That's pretty cool. The man was very nice, and he... Mm-hmm. he. You know how sometimes when you get your pants checked? Yeah. Let me, let me rephrase. You know how sometimes <laughs> when you get measured for like a suit or whatever? Yeah. They measure like the inside of the leg... Mm-hmm. and it's really uncomfortable he didn't do that he measured the outside i said thank you <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> I either he sized me up or he just knew
0: <laughs> he's, like, he's like i understand that this, understand is more this comfortable guy,
1: for you. But other than that man it's been it's been pretty low key
0: we're pretty excited about the wedding we're worried that people are gonna have to wear masks at the wedding
1: yeah we don't want, do that. We,
0: we don't want people man. to have to do that
1: if i if i cry at your wedding which i will because i cry at every wedding i can't i can't be having my mask get all soaked
0: get all soapy that's what's
1: what's the point what's the point of the mask if it's just filled with water and it's like drooping (laughs) off of my face it's no longer covering my nose or my mouth because so much snot and wet is in it It defeats the whole purpose
0: (laughs) but we've got a we've got a good um they don't even have coronavirus in florida no they don't none at all we got it we've got a really great we've got a great week planned and it's a bummer you're only going to be there on thursday i
1: know i can try to swing it and get there early we'll see do it
0: Gonna be st- I'm going to I'll tell my last. team.
1: I'll tell my team, "Hey, if you guys get fully funded 2 weeks early, then I'll just leave for a week and you guys will have a week off." <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Which, I, I but it's going to be so much fun. Thursday especially is going to be fun. So if you get there get there in the morning, we're going to have like we're going to have okay. like we're going to go brunch. We're going to go to get brunch wow. at this like really nice like Brunch. small diner no, it's, not a, it's not like a brunch place it's like it's like a breakfast lunch place it's IHOP. so it's a brunch place yeah it's an IHOP. no okay, no it's great. like it's a it's called that little restaurant and it's like it absolutely slaps it. it's such a great place and then we're gonna do uh we're gonna do a midday bonfire and uh, uh whiskey and cigars it's gonna be wow great.
1: whiskey and cigars midday yeah dude who would drink whiskey in the middle of the day
0: <laughs> that's a sight gag for our viewers at home <laughs> i just drink whiskey in the middle of the day. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of drinking and weddings, oh, no. um, <laughs> my my priest was telling, not Father Anthony, my priest was, my pastor was telling a story about a wedding that he had back when he was younger, when he was a younger priest. Um, he, he was a younger it,
1: priest? He's still, he's not even 30 yet.
0: No, not Father Anthony. Oh, who? Yeah, our pastor.
1: Oh, I thought you said Father Anthony.
0: No, 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 no. When he was a younger priest, um, he went back to like check on the check on the bridesmaids and the bride and they were all like doing shots. Oh no! Before the wedding, and then he went back to the sacristy, and the groomsman and the best man had a six pack, and he was like, "I can't marry you guys." And he was like, "What?" And they're like, "He's like, yeah, you, you need full consent of the will, and neither of you can consent right now. So if you are thinking about getting married, don't drink beforehand. It's such a bad idea." Did
1: they? So they didn't go through? Yeah, with the... they had to cancel the wedding. Wow. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Doesn't that suck? Hey, good on the priest for sticking to the. To it, the truth, it's if he hadn't done do. that, can you imagine the 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 chaos that would have caused the moral theologians? You know, years and years and years down the road, when that marriage certainly would have been dissolved by an annulment <laughs> council.
0: Well, he had to. Well, it's like if he had done it right, he would either have to put it on their marriage certificate, yeah. and then he would get in trouble, or they fired. would admit to it, and then he would get in trouble if they ever got an annulment. So it's like, why risk that? Why? Yeah, don't just, just don't just come back tomorrow. Marriage. Yeah. And they were like, Why won't you marry us? He's like, It's not that I won't marry you, it's that you can't get married. Like it's like I can't change this. Gosh, that's <laughs> you can't so... give yourself more free will if that's... you've decided to abandon it.
1: That's a big regret right there. Yeah. <laughs> don't so don't do that.
0: Don't do that. Yeah. No shots before the wedding. No, no mimosas wedding. for brunch beforehand. None of that nonsense. Regardless
1: of whose wedding it is, beforehand I'm always super nervous. And I'm always really sweaty. <laughs> I'm like, What's what's gonna happen what's going on what well episode, it's gonna be it july
0: in florida so have fun with that great that's Exciting. why we decided to that's why we decided to not do jackets for the boys yeah 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 so all those sweat stains come right through oh boy um what yeah color of the shirts white <laughs> white yeah <laughs> just wear a white shirt oh, great. all right you're right speaking of speaking of heat you ready to get in the hot take time machine speaking of sweaty white shirts you want to do the
1: hot take time machine
0: <laughs> heck yeah brother <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine. It's the part of the show where we rewind <laughs> to the time went before when I was sweating, I was tweeting, and I was in I was in a wedding.
0: Now I'm just sweating, sweating and sitting.
1: Sweat it, <laughs> get it sweating rhymes with wedding. Oh and regretting. If you have a hot take five years or older, or any number of years ago, <laughs> send it into thecrunchcast.com. Patrick. Do you have a hot take?
0: I do. I have a couple. So, my first one was an interesting little factoid. Um, In June of 2015, so this, The Entrepreneur, which is a magazine that people still read, I guess. Entrepreneurs are really, you know, throwing money at, you know, in print magazines. The Entrepreneur tweeted, scientists say they can recreate living dinosaurs in the next five years. (laughs) And uh, Tiwa Tolkien, a couple of days ago, said, uh, scientists are being really quiet today, huh? Mm. (laughs) So, five years ago, they said, they could uh, they could recreate dinosaurs. So I, I realized that um, science is a lot like a construction project on a college campus. It's, it never it gets It takes done. more than five years to finish.
1: <laughs> oh. um, what, how do you think society would change if dinosaurs came back? What do you think the biggest the biggest thing
0: would be? You know, Th- a brontosaurus well okay <laughs> that's well, the biggest thing now. that is that would be the biggest <laughs> people are like thing what's now. the biggest thing and it's like broad do you think i'm not saying that i would support this. <laughs> <But do laughs> if we think, could only get the vegetarians i'd be down do you think we'd find a way
1: to uh-huh. di- i just can imagine there's got to be some <laughs> way if the if the dinosaurs get to be numerous enough obviously michael vick was wrong when he was doing dog fighting while he was in the nfl
0: Right? <laughs> obviously that's incorrect obviously
1: it's incorrect but we know for a fact that if there were enough dinosaurs and if they had proliferated around the country in the world enough there would be some rich dude who would make some kind of velociraptor fighting ring <laughs> yeah could, of course and we could throw all kinds of other animals in there
0: i'm pretty sure that was the premise of the latest pokemon movie is that they made like, like a the pokemon pokemon fighting ring premise
1: <laughs> of pokemon just from the get-go is that animals fight each other
0: yeah, yeah, but it was like this is like fighting in a basement as opposed to fighting in a shiny stadium, so it's wrong. I see. Team Rocket just wants Pokemon for power so they can fight each other. We want them so that we can so pet pe- them uh-huh. and have them fight each other. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Maybe PETA was right. Okay, but yeah.
1: outside, of, outside of the illicit fighting rings that would most assuredly crop up, <laughs> how, what do you think would change?
0: I, honestly, here's the thing I want to see Tiger versus Velociraptor three tigers i don't think i don't think, I don't think the velociraptor
1: would be able to hit 600 par the way the tiger can
0: i don't know they're they they take down da- they take things down like they they band together you know okay so either velociraptors versus wolves or tyrannosaurus versus um a gorilla megalodon. okay what <laughs> a tyrannosaurus versus a megalodon
1: versus i said gorilla
0: Oh, okay. No, I said Megalodon. Oh, why? Which Megalodon. is a shark. That's a shark.
1: That's a <laughs> water creature. A, that doesn't even it's make a any sense. It's a
0: Tyrannosaurus with a little scuba gear on. <laughs> Just swimming around. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's good. That's a good movie. It's Next a, from the Sci Fi Channel. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's Sharknado, but with. <laughs> Jurassic
1: Park has really ruined our thought about what would happen if dinosaurs came back, and I think we need to focus a lot more on kind of the, the domestication of such creatures. I think they were
0: right on the money with the monetization aspect of it. Like, that would immediately be a theme park. Oh, yeah. No question.
1: Well, the zoos, there are already zoos. You just have to have separate areas. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be awesome to be seeing, like, you're driving through the plains of the Midwest, and you see this field of, like, horses galloping, and then you just see this, <laughs> like, fleet of velociraptors behind them just coming up behind them and you just can just watch that all the time because there's thousands and thousands of dinosaurs
0: I don't want Velociraptors to exist. I do Average life expectancy would plummet.
1: (laughs) For for who? who The velociraptor?
0: No, sorry the people near Velociraptors. Yeah,
1: people who live out in the middle of nowhere, they're already you know, fixing to get killed
0: I mean, fair, but like I mean, how many, (laughs) how many problems do we have with like when the mountain lions during a drought, you know, they get hungry and they come down from the mountains and they, you know, eat people you know, we would, that would just be exacerbated by the existence of giant monster lizards.
1: Your point is sustained. We'll wait. And at least
0: tiger cubs are cute. Velociraptor yeah. cubs are not cute.
1: That we're going to have, it's going to be Tiger King with a guy. Yeah,
0: this is exactly the problem. Yeah. Tiger King is the problem. That's There's going to be a documentary called Velociraptor King.
1: Can you imagine if Doc Antle got his hands on <laughs> some dinosaurs?
0: And some lady from Florida is going to feed her husband to a velociraptor.
1: And that's it. That's what. That's the biggest things that would change with the advent of dinosaurs. Here comes my hot take from June 19th, <laughs> 2017, which is two years, three years ago. And I tweeted, the first beer was dot, 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 not bad. <laughs> One retweet, 73 likes.
0: Happy I didn't birthday. drink till I was, didn't drink till I was
1: 21. I shotgun kind a of Bush Heavy in a parking lot at midnight <laughs> on my 21st birthday.
0: My first my first shot was uh, uh, Bailey's and Fireball together. Oh, gosh. That was great. It was what? awesome. But it was one of those things where it's like I did it just to mark the, the countdown shot, and uh-huh. then that's not, not doing that again.
1: A good friend of mine who had his 21st birthday in college, and everybody was counting down to midnight like 10, 9, 8, and at five seconds left, he just started chugging his beer, and everybody got super mad at him for not waiting until his 21st birthday. <laughs>
0: you jerks like arrest me do it take me (laughs) now that's so funny though because like you win but everybody else loses exactly like like, they're all there
1: for you and then instantly he made the whole party (laughs) turn on him in one second it's so funny
0: that's an epic troll
1: we love that hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right
0: after this I have, I have one more from, Please. uh, this one was sent to us. The Tiwa Tolkien one was stolen from the internet. So I just took that one, but, uh, this is from Sam Sargent. Uh, she said, I think this was serious. I hope I was being sarcastic. I've never disliked myself more. P.S. Sorry when I met you at SLS and I tried peer pressuring you into doing an Irish car bomb in a basement bar. And I appreciated Wait. that. She said, she added that.
1: Was that for you or for me?
0: That was, we were both there.
1: Uh, did we do the car bomb? No, was I there for that?
0: No, no, no. So what? Ha- yes, you were there, and we we had already we had already been uh we had already been. Was around. it the speakeasy? I think so. Was, the, she added basement bar, and that makes it sound a lot more sketchy than it was. It yeah. just happened to be a bar in a basement, but. Okay. She, I, think, I think what happened was I was already a couple of drinks in, and mm-hmm. she offered us an Irish car bomb. And the reason I didn't was because when I have a couple of drinks, I get much more talky and preachy. Mm-hmm. And so I started talking about why that, na- that drink name is very offensive. <coughs> um, and <laughs>
1: Good job.
0: And, and I think I, I, I always worried that we lost that listener, but we didn't. Nope. Uh, so here's her hot take from, <laughs> from 2012. Um, One Direction Who? Mercy Me is the best boy band yet to wow. be <laughs> And it comes with a picture of the most absolute chads in like, think about the traddest guy, you know, who wears like a tweed jacket and smokes a pipe and wears a scarf to class.
1: I'm on a podcast with him right now.
0: How dare you? But yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> They're all wearing like these gray tweed suit. It's beautiful. So yeah, Mercy Me, best boy band ever.
1: <laughs> Yikes. They were founded in Edmond, Oklahoma. Really? Who would have thought? The buckle of the Bible belt.
0: Yeah, who would have thought that a that a Christian boy oh, band would gosh. come from Oklahoma? What?
1: Just like um I feel like a lot of these Christian uh Protestant um boy bands mm-hmm. they're all dudes in like their forties <laughs> who like believe they've received a calling from God to do music. And it's <laughs> like
0: No you haven't. <laughs> I, I used to go to Rock the Universe. In uh, Universal Studios, which was like uh, Christian concert, sure. And you go to Universal, kind of like
1: Winter Jam, but for Florida kids.
0: Yeah, where's Winter Jam?
1: Winter Jam's all over the country. Okay, it tours.
0: Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know that. So there was a there was a um, a group that would be there every year called Family Force Five.
1: Yes, I've heard of them.
0: I had never heard of them before, and it's I did not understand the the name.
1: They're 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 a force they're, for the family.
0: They're are they a family though? I don't know. They look like family. I one think... of them looks like Jimmy Fallon.
1: <laughs> family Force <laughs> Five sounds like the name of the next Pope's encyclical. <laughs> <laughs> He's they're to also
0: known as Family Force Five, uh the Family with a PH, Ground Noise and The Brothers. Gosh. So yeah.
1: Yeah, we, we really need to put, like, some leashes on. Like, we need to go back to the church needs to be kind of the one that says who's allowed to do art and who isn't. Like, I think that was when we had the best <laughs> things going for us, you know? Yeah. And and now it's just kind of whoever wants to do art can do it. It's like, was that really the best choice? Was that like, really I smart? Used to
0: hear, I always used to hear jokes about Christian rock when I was younger and how, like, it's... The the jokes you're not making Christianity better you're only making rock and roll worse correct <clears throat> um, but like we like Matt Maher not Audrey making Catholicism Asad better and...
1: you're just making podcasts worse
0: <laughs> at us uh, well. but like when, when I was when I was li- yeah fair when I was when I was like listening to Christian music when I was younger it was like it was like Matt Maher and Audrey Saad and Ignotolo were like the ones that I would listen to and I was always like True. what are you talking about they're great but then I would go to Rock the Universe and I would <laughs> family force five i don't know maybe they're great maybe they have like some solid stands out there that are like yelling at their car speaker right now but
1: i just here's the thing i don't know anybody that's not true i know some people
0: <laughs> i don't know anybody that's not true <laughs> i know
1: some people that still listen to christian music kind of in that vein but, but just like, kanye
0: west well his whole back catalog is now christian music. i
1: just i just don't I don't understand the appeal, and maybe it's just not for me. But it, it just seems as if it kind of loses its luster as you yeah. age. And I don't know if it's like they just made it only for teenagers. Like, are they really? Who's making the good Christian music for adults? You know, is does that exist? Because it all seems like it's meant to be <laughs> That's meant maybe for fair. high yeah. schoolers. You know, like I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I've never thought who's the Christian artist, like the Christian musician that I really want to listen to. There's really not one. Is that bad?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Because I, we all, we all heard about Bethel about how they're kind of they're not good to listen <laughs> to now.
0: They, they get canceled.
1: Well, they didn't. They got canceled by Gomer. He was like, he he thinks that they're that the their pastor is a. Uh, they they believe the pastor is like a prophet or we were We talked about this when we were talking about Andy Stanley.
0: Yeah, wait, did we did we do a full episode on No, we just talked for like ten minutes and I made it the intro. That's right. Do you want to actually talk about that today? Not particularly. Okay, but, cool. But <laughs> I mean we can. It's not like
1: we have it's not like we have a plan.
0: Yeah, no. I mean I, I just I was thinking about this and I don't necessarily want to go ham on the Protestants because I, I know either. we have Protestant listeners. Yeah. But like it's I've been reading, I've been reading Augustine on grace and free will, and he just absolutely destroys the faith alone argument. All right. Tell me what in, I mean, it's like, it's, it's in there, right? He's just, he just talks about, he like, he lays all the Bible verses out and he talks about how like, you can't, you can't have faith alone be the reason for salvation because first of all, faith doesn't come from you. It comes from grace. So then it needs to be grace alone. That's his first argument is that you don't have faith on your own. You don't just say the sinner's prayer and then receive faith. You receive faith by God giving you the first grace and then moving you towards faith. Yes. Um, He also talks about how faith without works is dead, right? Like that's in the Bible, Uh but he goes further and says like grace spurs faith, and that faith can't just be believing right things mm. because even the demons believe and tremble. And so like if you do if you have faith and don't do good works, you're okay good, you're about the level of a demon right now. Awesome. You need to do better. You know, and it's 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 interesting because he's writing about anti-pelagians which are works alone mm. though they believe in works alone. And so you would think he would spend the whole time talking about how important faith is, but no, he says, okay, you guys are saying that faith doesn't matter. You guys are saying that works don't matter. You're both wrong because the Bible says both of these matter. So how do we, how do we, uh, how do we both have, how do we, how are we both fully reliant on God's grace and fully reliant on our free will? And he says, because God's grace, God gives us the first grace and that we can't choose that that's freely given, but Mm. then we choose to cooperate with grace. So, Anyway, did you
1: listen to the um, Matt Fred posted an old debate between James White, a Protestant, Patrick Madrid? No, because Patrick
0: Madrid blocked me on Twitter and now I can't support him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why did he do that?
0: I don't know. I probably tweeted something against Taylor Marshall. That's funny. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, back in 1993, Patrick
0: Madrid uh, <laughs> was he, cool. He had a pretty good and debate. <laughs> I listened.
1: To it, it was two hours Wait, hold long.
0: On, hold on. I was on the calls subreddit the other day again. And, uh... You got to stop doing that. <laughs> I know. And someone was like, "Who's your favorite Catholic Answers apologist?" And I said, "The black one." And they said, "There is no black one." And I said, "Exactly."
1: <laughs> wow, advancing social justice one. And then one someone post called a me a,
0: a then someone called me a fat cuck, and I was like, "Well, at least that means you listen to the podcast." <laughs>
1: was there anything in between those two, or was it just that was the direct response? Oh man, I don't think you. And I those was like, things. "Well, at least
0: that means you listen to my podcast." I didn't say that, but <laughs>
1: yeah. you're neither of those things, Patrick. Uh, Thank you. Great. I work
0: very hard on on not being a a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna say it again?
1: Well, so this you should you shouldn't listen if you don't want to. But it was a it was a debate from 1993 on sola scriptura, mm-hmm. and James White, very pro sola scriptura. Patrick Madrid defended the Catholic position. Um, they got kind of kind of feisty with each other, like they were trading barbs, you know. Um, which was, it was kind of funny to like hear because you could tell that they just like weren't, were not getting along at all and they were super (laughs) upset at each other. Yeah. And, which is great. But I thought that the the argument that James White made at one point that I wish they would have pursued it further because in my mind it was like, this is the thing. I love metaphors. I love analogies. I love things that help me grasp real, real realities, you know? Parables, if you will. (laughs) <laughs> and he was, he had this example of like, oh, well, scripture is sufficient for, uh, salvation, right? Or it's, it's sufficient for, uh, every good work, um, all these things. Uh. And so he talked about how he was into biking and he found this bike store that is sufficient to equip him with everything that he needs. It can get him a bike. It can get him inner tubes. It can get him wrist pads and elbow pads and a helmet and grease for the gears and all such <laughs> certain things, yeah. he can go to this bike store and be fully equipped, right? And, like, he won't, he won't need anything. He'll be fully equipped for every good work. And that was his kind of, like, analogy. Um, the, the Bible is like the bike store. And Patrick Madrid was like yeah that's great but if you don't know how to ride the bike then it's kind of pointless you're screwed you know <laughs> and then and then his his which I thought was like that's the first thing that I thought of. I was like yes Patrick Madrid good job you are keep you're, going with that that's a
0: good like it's great when you find a flaw in someone's analogy it's like you obviously yeah. first of all the line is not sufficient the line is profitable
1: well, he, they were arguing sufficiency was kind of the whole, okay. his yeah. James White's translation said sufficiency and he was looking at the Greek and how yeah. that word complete or like whatever word they use there, profitable, complete is different in Greek than all the other times that they use that word in the New Testament. Okay. And so his whole point was that it's sufficient. And then Patrick Madrid is like, well, material sufficiency is different than formal sufficiency and all these, all these other things. And so.
0: Wow. What a philosopher.
1: I know it was crazy.
0: And so then, on
1: then James White comes back and is like, oh, this is how this all ties in with what you were saying. Um, he comes back and he's like, well, it's it's it says that it's probable for a man of God or it's sufficient for a man of God. So you have to be the Bible is for people who are men of God to come in and then they're able to be equipped for every good work. So it's not just yeah. for any schmuck to come in. Like you yeah. have to be a man of God. But then I'm like, okay, so how do you become then a man of God? How does someone
0: become a man of God? Exactly. Right. It, like, exactly. And, he, he
1: didn't, and he didn't bring up that point. And it's like, well, obviously you're under a lot of stress and there's time constraints, all these things. You can't pursue every single line yeah. of pat, like logical debate. But yeah. in the moment, I was just like, that that just seems to be like you're begging the question at that point of like, all right, so where do you, where does it begin? You know, you have to have tradition at some point because a father has to teach his son something, you know, like yeah. it, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And so like, Think about what you're talking about. is just uh, that worldview. It's just mm-hmm. so incoherent. Yeah, and and I don't want to be like charitable and like believe that other people have legitimate arguments, but that one thing just like dog. If you can't even see that, where are you? What do you? Where are and you living?
0: The heart. The heart of the the whole point of the church. And and this this will come. the The, the reason why the sola scripture argument is dangerous is because two things can happen one you can start deconstructing the need for the church and this happens all the time people say that christ wanted to bring the kingdom of god but he failed and was killed so he started the church instead um and so like the church is kind of his plan b right that sucks that's that 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 is like a horrible yeah that that would be that would be that would mean that Christ's mission failed. That means that Christ died in vain, which we know that he did not do because of the book of Romans. I don't know where, but it says it. It says it. Yeah, it's in there. Look it up. Google is your friend. Um, and uh, the other thing is it can, scripture is not is not sufficient enough, is not sufficient on its own for salvation because um, I don't know if you know what deconstructionism is or deconstructed Christianity is.
1: I've heard a lot it's, of people talk about it, but I it's don't very in right necessarily now. It's, understand it.
0: It's where it's where a lot of non-denoms are going towards. They're going towards a deconstructed Christianity, where it's it's. Does that it's, mean that the pastor has a
1: has a fade and a tattoo?
0: <laughs> no, I think that's deconstructionism. I don't know what that. I, what? I don't remember. I don't, there's don't definitely a, there's definitely a word that's uh, anti dis, anti no disestablishment, disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> anti disestablishmentarianism? No, uh, disestablishmentarianism is what is the word that I'm thinking of. But anyway, this is a stupid joke. I'm going to continue. Carry on. Um, Deconstructed Christianity is essentially like, oh, it's a Christianity that Christ intended. it's 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 more like Christ. So that's why it's Christianity, but it's deconstructed because it takes away the presuppositions of the Bible and the presuppositions of of man's teachings about Christ. It's just, oh, Christ is one of many moral teachers that teach you how to live, and he believed a lot of really great things, and so it's it's Christianity in the sense that it's what Christ taught. It's not um, actually
1: Christianity.
0: Yeah, but it's not Christianity because it ignores all the uncomfortable things about, and Christ didn't just teach love. He taught faith and he taught hope. And so if you're ignoring faith and hope, then you're not being a Christian. You're being a moral therapeutic deist. Yes. Which just means that you're happy about how good you are. But as we know from Augustine, um, you can't do good works without grace. Because all of your good works without grace, anything good that you do, is inspired by God and you choose to do it. Nothing good has ever happened
1: without the Holy Spirit.
0: Yes. Nothing. Nothing. Even you can, you can say, you could say, Oh, but I can help an old lady across the street without, you know, believing in Jesus. It's like, yeah, that's true. But that very goodness, that very grace that inspired you to have an old lady across the street, like you didn't come up with that idea on your own. You know, you didn't think of that on your own. Mm -hmm. You weren't just something inspired you to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're, anyway we're
1: big on repeating pot you're were you going to finish finish your thought sorry
0: yeah wait where is it oh, i was going i was i was taking that home with one thing because we were talking about what james white said about
1: sola scriptura deconstructed yes. christianity
0: okay. that's why that's why saying the bible alone is profitable is because is is bad because it, it, it takes away the very thing that allows tradition to be the church to be passed down yeah. through the generations and like the church is a moving thing. It's a body, right? And a body, there's something at the heart of the body, right? The very, the very center. And that is the Eucharist. Mm. Right. And the, the, but the heart needs to be protected. The heart can't be there on its own. We can't say sola Eucharista because it'd just be a heart sitting there and it would be vulnerable. Right. So it needs a skeletal system to protect it. It needs something surrounding it. And that is scripture. It's, I mean, it's very integral. It, the very, like the rib cage, is, like very surrounding it. And then it needs something to make it move on its own. What? Sorry, I just, <laughs> there's this
1: great My Brother, My Brother and Me bit where they do notes to God, and uh-huh. they're like, <laughs> they're like, God, we love the skull, love the skull, love that you're protecting all of my brain jelly, but how come you put two bullseyes in the front that are made of jelly? And then, <laughs> and then they're like, we love the rib cage, love the rib cage, love protecting the lungs, all the stuff in there. Why'd you put holes in it? <laughs> <laughs> And so you talk about the rib cage because it's like, also sugar bad. Why it tastes so good? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because anyway. I do. The, I, I do not do the good that I wish to do. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, yeah. And then it needs something. But like bones and a heart on its own just lays there. Right. Like a bone a bones on its own are just dry and they lay there. Mm. And so when you have scripture by itself, it just lays there. It's not active. It doesn't have any breath or life inside of it. And so the church tradition itself is like is like the the muscular system surrounding it. And in order to give this body life, it needs the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit kind of surrounds and, and holds everything in it. So if we go, if we choose only one of those three things to focus our lives on, then we're, we don't have the full and complete body, right? And that that's the analogy that I'm comfortable with. I don't like the whole bike thing. Yeah, That's goofy. The
1: bike thing was silly, but it's just what the dude used. And so that's yeah. what Patrick Madrid was talking about. It makes me think of what we're big on in this podcast is repeating what other podcasts have said and then adding maybe 0.5% to what they said, mm-hmm. which is just we built our whole <laughs> brand on that. Yeah, um, That's called Conversation in America in 2020. I heard on a podcast. <laughs> um, there's a great Catholic Stuff You Should Know podcast on dependence that came out probably five or six weeks ago. I listened to it twice this week. I think it's, it's one of the best that they've done in a long, long, long time. And mm-hmm. I don't listen to them every week. I listen when i'm driving and that's about it but um this one on dependence was so good because they quote ratzinger when he talks about how um dependence is the like fundamentally what it means to be human like it is the most fundamental thing of being a human being is dependence and i think this is like that that fundamental issue is why there's a divide between protestants and catholics even if it's not something that everybody consciously like acknowledges it's like i'm dependent and you're not but like <laughs> they we have to we're like we're born independence we're not even born before we've we been born independence like we're conceived independence like i couldn't have done it on i could not have conceived myself yeah <laughs> um it would have been quite the feat had i
0: accomplished that <laughs> You would be literally God, yeah. conceiving yourself,
1: and so the fact that like I, I exist and that God is continuing to hold me in existence means that I have necessarily dependent upon my parents, yes, but also on God for the fact that I'm alive and that I'm yeah. I'm doing all the things that I'm doing, and so it's the the great like, uh, I think therefore I am. It's like no 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 I'm thought of therefore I am. It's like the thing yeah. that they talk about. and I think that's so good. It's like because I'm I'm thought of because I'm thought about. That means that I exist. And so, and, and they go into lots of other different things about like dependence and receptivity and how receptivity needs to be the hallmark of the Christian and how when it's not, then we, we like lose, we're going to lose the culture because the culture isn't responding to apologetics. The culture isn't responding to the intellectual arguments for the faith. The culture does respond to people who are because there's something so deep about a person who is just like truly receptive to the father, like the the classic example is Mother Teresa being able to go to the yeah. White House and condemn abortion in front of the Bill Clinton administration. You know what I mean? Which is just the, the most legendary so cool. thing. So cool. So cool. One day, that could be us, you know? <laughs> um, but because she was so receptive and so dependent mm. upon the father, she was able to do that and people listened to her. Hearts were changed, minds were changed. Not because she had like, well, the the argument from viability is not correct because, you know, like she didn't do that. You know, nobody yeah. nobody's listening to that. Nobody's listening to even that. Even though it's true, even though it's correct, you know, all that stuff. And so to get to your point, it's like the Catholic mind ought to understand dependence, right? And like we are dependent on the church in a lot of ways. Like I really like the more that you realize like God is intending us to be children, right? Like children of the father, but also children of the mother, Mary, and also children of the mother, of the church, like the bride of Christ, like that we have to be children to, but also like we're a part of the body. It is a lot of different things, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason this it's is also intertwined. There's a reason is
1: also intertwined is that like my hand is dependent upon my arm, you know, being there because my arm's not there then my hand sucks now (laughs) you know (laughs) my hand's an idiot by himself (laughs) flopping around um is it flopping when it's not attached to your arm well he's doing something nobody knows yeah yeah so it's like my hand sucks without my arm like a kid can't live without parents right and so it's like we need the father we need the mother we need the body we're dependent upon all of these things in order to exist well Mm -hmm. and when you start removing those from the equation, like the moral therapeutic deism, like removes the dependence on the father. Cause it's just like, Oh, Christ taught us good things and did not teach us to like be perfect as our heavenly father is perfect. You know, like it just removes yeah. that. Um, in Protestantism, like in a lot of ways removes the dependence on the mother in two ways, right? On Mary, but then also on the church. On like the we church. no longer can yeah. be dependent upon the church and really trust that the church was founded by Christ. And like, it just means that we don't have to reinvent Christianity for ourselves every single day. I can wake up and say I trust myself entirely to the Father and the church that he has given me, and I can go about my day and not like have to worry. Like, isn't that what a father would do? You know, like yeah. which which makes more sense is like
0: Like imagine if philosophy had to do that. Ugh. Everybody has to come up with their own way the universe works.
1: <sighs> every every single student that ever studies physics has to reinvent <laughs> Newton's laws. Right. Like that's just crazy. But then, but that's what, that's what Protestantism is.
0: There's a belief, there's a belief that, and this is, and that is to say that it is fundamentally what Protestantism is. It's not to say that Protestants themselves believe this, but it's that this is what, this is what it is, is that this, it's this belief that its very name is protesting against. Uh And in order to protest against, you have to be from somewhere. And I once asked a friend I was talking to him about, they were like, I'm Protestant. And we were just kind of, I was in middle school, so I was kind of combative. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be Protestant? And it was last
1: week, so I was kind of combative. <laughs> it was, was last
0: week, is kind of combative. I was like, what does it mean to be Protestant? Like, what does that word mean? It was like, well, it means that, it means that, like, I love Jesus. And it means, like, I'm like, no, 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 no. It means that you're protesting the Catholic Church. And they're like, what? And I was Whoop. like, yeah. That's, like, why it's called that. And he was like, oh, and then he I didn't know that. It. I was like, yeah. So how does it feel that you're. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, it, it how how does it feel that that's the word that describes this sect of Christianity? Is that yeah. it's it's based on a rebellion against something, which is very anti-Christian. Like, a rebellion yeah. against a just authority is very anti-Christian. Mm-hmm. A rebellion against evil dominion is very Christian. But to say that the church Christ established is evil dominion is big, big bad.
1: So So the question is, like, all right, we understand this. We get this. And we have yeah, all these exactly. concepts floating around in our head, but it's like, I'll meet a Protestant or I'll talk to somebody or I'll have friends and I'm mm-hmm. unable to communicate like why the life that I live is so good, you know? And it's like, that's probably my fault, you know? <laughs> like if I, if I've truly given myself over to the Lord, like my life should be just inherently attractive and yeah. it, I won't have to like defend the way that I live, you know? Like, obviously, you answer questions and all that stuff, but I just think that, that there are people your your age and my age who are walking around in the country, in, in college or just out of college, and, like, we have the potential to, like, invite people into something that they've never had the the invitation to before, you know? And, like, that's our whole point of why we're working in ministry yeah. it's like, invite people yeah. into this. But my sense is that like we're just going about it the wrong way because we forget that we fundamentally need to be dependent upon God and the church. And we think that it's like, ah, yes, if I just know all the right answers, if I listen to all the right podcasts, if I watch all the right videos, if I read all the right books, then I'll be able to, to, to convince people. And it's like, no, like receptivity is good and reading, reading the saints and reading all, those are all fine and good. But it's like, do we actually have the ears of our hearts turned towards God? Like, are we listening to him and living out of that? Or are we like trying to create, like trying to create some sort of facsimile of like with all these books, all these things, I can kind of like hodgepodge together the voice of the father, you know, like with (laughs) all this, with all this stuff and like not actually listen to him. And then my life, like people see through that, even if I am holy, even if I am, you know, doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing, quote unquote.
0: You know what I mean? I think I think you're right. Thank you. I do think I do think that in order for us to live the, that life, the lives of the saints help us kind of cheat code our way there. Yeah. I think that, like, in a bad way or a good way. Oh, in a good way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In such a good way. You say cheat like,
1: cheat code could go one of two ways.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It, it, in the sense that, like, it helps you get to the end game fast. Oh, I don't. You know, I don't like, disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. You're right. And I think I think if. Because here's what I struggle with. Tell me. We talk about this in Christian circles all the time. Like, oh, you want to show that you live your life different and like people will see your light will shine before men and people will see that you live your life differently. Like a city on a hill. Yeah, baby. And then like, but then how do you show the difference between a Catholic life versus a Christian life? Just just like a blanket Protestant life. What's the difference? What is is the lived difference? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the difference. C.S. Lewis never freaking levitated. Okay. That's true. That's the difference. Like you can pick the holiest Protestant person who's ever lived, and they've never bi located, right? But neither have Show I. Show me a photo so of like, Dietrich what,
1: Bonhoeffer. Floating.
0: Bonhoeffer, baby. <laughs> but like, and not to, not to say that those things are the marks of holiness, but they are a mark of holiness, and th- those lives are so radically lived for mm-hmm. for Christ that you that they that they have these super manifestations of unity to Christ that like he's so willing to go where the lord wills yeah. that god literally lets him go to two places at once he's so he so desires to be close to christ that god literally lifts him up to be closer to him right yeah. and so
1: like and maybe like protestantism has these figures but like they're nowhere near like everybody knows saint teresa of calcutta right yeah. everybody knows john paul ii everybody mm-hmm. knows francis of assisi Right. Happy. Like the list could go on and on and on. I was
0: at I was at a Protestant service once and the pastor quoted Saint Francis. And right. I was like, You call he even called him Saint Francis. And I was we like love Yes that. Pastor Josh.
1: Even like yeah, guys love like it. Thomas Aquinas, right? Like people who have uh, John Henry Newman, Thomas Moore, like all these people. Yeah. Legendary. And then you have like Billy Graham and who did amazing things, right? Like he yeah, really advanced true. the gospel in America. Outside of him. Plantinga,
0: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean i think i think that i think that this is this is a and not to say they're the not argument... they're not
1: holy protestants out there that's not my point at all but it's like yeah not where at are this like you're saying the super manifestations of yeah. a, a life so united to christ you know
0: where where are the evidences of and greater things than these shall you do yes
1: where are those and you will know because them by their works There. Yeah, oh, isn't that
0: it, isn't that what it is? Yeah, by your by by their fruits you will know. By their them. fruits, yeah, yeah, and like obviously fruits are, are works. Yeah, and so so this is the and I I, I don't like saying that because it's such like a, it's, it's a, like it's a, a spicy meatball, isn't it? It's so mean, like it is, but because and also also I don't want to imply that I am claiming the holiness of saints as my own. No, certainly not. because it's not because the very fact is that being a Catholic who has the privilege of receiving Jesus Christ means I have the capacity in my soul to become a super saint. And I haven't. Yeah. And so that says something about not God's grace, but my free will not actively choosing that. Right. And so yeah, I got
1: something wrong with me.
0: <laughs> not necessarily, but yeah, but yeah, and, but also, uh, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, but actually, yes. <laughs> um <laughs> and, and like that. So I don't want to say this and like puff up the egos of our Catholic listeners and say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like we we got we got John Paul II. Who do you have? It's like, no, no, no. John Paul II had Jesus. Do I have Jesus? Right? We like that's got Jesus.
1: We have, yes, we do. do we have Jesus, Jesus, how, how about we? you?
0: You know what? You know what? Honestly, I think that I think that the cross clap might finally die because all the Steubenville conferences got canceled. God bless, and then there'll be enough of a gap
1: for the people to forget the generations (laughs) lost to the lost to the The lost
0: the tradition. Oh no, oh no. Um, But yeah, I I I just there's like one thing that's missing from this this idea that I I want Protestants to understand where the source and summit of Mm. this kind of holiness is. It's not. It's like if if you just read the lives of the saints. The important, I think, Protestants inherently know the importance of looking at holy people and imitating them. Correct. I think we all have that inherent knowledge, but when we talk about saints, they sometimes coil back, and I think that's just because the saints are dead. They freak out a little bit. Yeah. But when they're alive, when the saints are alive and like around us, they're like, "Oh, cool, we got to be like them," and so we need examples of holiness lived in order to become holy, and we also need authority on what holiness looks like. And so when we don't have saints. We have Pastor Bob. Mm. You know, that's it. That's the only person we have. And so then we do need these things because we can't just decide. I think this is it. We've already we've already established that holiness can't we can't decide what holiness is on our own. We can't that can't come from us. It has to come from other people. So if we only see in and if those only if those people are the only people sorry, if the people that we learn holiness from are those that are around us, we have a very narrow view of what holiness is. But if we look at the tradition of who the saints were yes. and what tradition brings people to, we not only have a fuller picture of what holiness is, but also we have the ways they got there because they wrote things down. Yeah. Right. And then if we, if we, instead of the saints, if we choose only those people that are around us, we will only be as holy as the person, as the holiest person alive right now. And that's only if we know a, who they that's are. That's a bad and, we, and that sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is the holiest person right now. The thing about the saints is Teresa of Lisieux, the most influential saint of the last 200 years, was an unknown kid in a convent. She's as so, old as I am
1: now when she died.
0: It's very likely that the most holy person right now is some unknown person in a monastery or convent somewhere. Yeah. And so how are we going to know their story? because it takes years for these stories to get out. And so we can only actually really depend on the stories of those who've come before us because their lives have been lived already and we know how they ended, you know? And so I I think, I think that's the answer to your question. How do we, how do we show people a Christian life well lived? Honestly, I think it's very true that we have to be a light shining towards people. That's true. But I think for those who already have the light of Christ, we need to show them other people's lights as well. Yes okay that's that's the missing piece people are always saying (laughs) like
1: don't don't put a lamp under the bushel basket you know but when i take my shirt off in public people are like oh god no (laughs) (laughs) um that's just a little joke there
0: that was pretty good thank you
1: i agree and that's why books like the fulfillment of all desire are so incredible because you see like the synergy i hesitate to use that word but you see how great uh how synchronous all of the the, the great saints are when they're writing about holiness, hundreds of years apart, they're writing the same stuff, you yeah. know, about the, the, the sort of path that they walked. And it's like, it's because they're all, the reason that they're all the same is because they're all following the same God, you know, like it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah. that crazy to think that throughout all of history, the same Lord who is the same always and has never changed will give people the, the same path to holiness. It's like pick up the pick up your cross and follow me. Like that doesn't change. And so, and we're all human beings. Like we're not different creatures. We don't have. Di- it's not like one person has a different original sin. That is, we all got the same. We're all coming from the same starting point. You know, when we're yeah. when we're born, um, spiritually speaking. And so it's like, of course, and we're all going to end at the same point too, to death. And so like, <laughs> it stands to reason that. Looking at the people who have done that before successfully is good, and I just yeah, it's just sad that we, I don't know, we hesitate to look at those things because we think we can figure it out on our own, or that we don't need to, yeah. or we're scared to talk about it because it's like, well, it's not Jesus. It's like, well, who are they listening yeah. to? It's Jesus, and so
0: or that yeah, or that somehow it takes away from the the whole point of the light of Christ is it's because we have electricity. That's why we don't understand this. Yes light was fire and fire doesn't lessen when it sets something else on fire Correct. so you can bask in the glow of a holy person and it's the fire of god it doesn't take away from him you know so i guess i don't know that's my encouragement to our protestant listeners and to catholic listeners who have protestant relatives it's like just read the saints yourself and tell stories about saints yeah. i used to tell stories about saints to my protestant friends all the time turns out they're very receptive You know, when you don't, even if you don't say saint, you say, oh, this really holy girl from France and she did this, you know, (laughs) And, and they, they're receptive to those stories because we, we live on stories. I think here's the fundamental difference between a Protestant and a Catholic. A Catholic believes in, in works, um, motivated by faith and a Protestant believes in works motivated by faith, but thinks they believe in faith alone. The difference between a Protestant and a Catholic is a Catholic believes in scripture and tradition. A Protestant believes in scripture and tradition but says they believe in scripture. We all have scripture and tradition. It just depends on where your tradition is coming from.
1: You want to get into the topic for today or? That I'm pretty sure that was the topic for today. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for crunch on that. No, I'm kidding. Um,
0: we we should still we should still play the crunch on that theme right, right here. here that someone that someone sent in i found the other one so chris from fisher's sent one in and then aaron sent one in. So we're gonna play aaron's now and we're gonna play chris's sometime in the future
1: um do you want to do my laptop is about to run out of recording space so do you want to do no we're gonna make it though do you want to do um dr ethan's dating corner absolutely do Do you want to do like one maybe can we get like one juicy one
0: Gotcha. I have one and a half. So the first one comes from Alex. Hello, Dr. Ethan and Professor Pat. My name is Alex, and I have a question for Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. I'm 25, and I live near Chicago. Set me up with one of your listeners. Love, Alex. Great. Thank you, Alex. Um, (laughs) Please don't send me emails about Alex. Actually, you know what? Fine. Do whatever you want. Okay. (laughs) Dear Ethan and Patrick, call me Malachi. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I like how you started out like Moby Dick. I am 18 and heading off to college in the fall. I have a friend I've known for two years who is currently a rising senior in high school. Ooh. After telling her I was romantically attracted to her and finding out it was mutual, we decided to give dating a try. Here's the catch. We know each other online. <laughs> We're homeschoolers, and we met via online classes wow. and belong to the same chat group of close friends, and we keep in touch individually via letters. Ooh. See, letters are romantic. Chat group. Texting and FaceTime. We live a thousand miles apart. Okay. When we go to when I go to college, we'll only be three hours apart. And as it happens, she hopes to attend the same school next year. As it happens, so. Uh, do you have any suggestions for ways we could have dates at that are any different from video calls? We call twice a week, once to pray, once to talk, and we have played categories and the question game. Thank you for your advice. Please roast me at your leisure. Ha ha. Thank you, Malachi. <laughs> hmm.
1: They only call twice a week. I guess being homeschooled has its disadvantages, huh?
0: Yeah, I guess you have like minutes or something. Like you, <laughs> your mom's like, "Get off the get off the FaceTime." Yeah. The, it's hard to use. Maybe it's just because th- maybe it's because they talk like forever. Maybe. That they just can't. They just can't the actually. House has a
1: party line. You remember that?
0: <laughs> no, it's just that they talk forever. They that can't is. like manage to do it, you know. Anyway. Hmm.
1: Dates to do via long distance.
0: I think you can play like Jackbox. You can do Jackbox you know?
1: games. There's there's a lot of games you can do online, but seeing as you're homeschooled, it's very possible you don't have access to the internet. So we'll we'll shelf that for now. Come on,
0: they obviously have access to the internet. They're talking to each other. This over. guy this guy
1: stole his neighbor's Wi-Fi to send this email. Okay, <laughs> and also his neighbor's iPad. <laughs> he's
0: he's they they probably they probably have okay. Download House Party. It's an app. You can play games on House Party. I
1: like doing the you know? I like playing chess and for Game Pigeon. I enjoy the game pigeon mm-hmm. games. That's not really a date. Game pigeon is fun as much as it is a thing.
0: It's like a it's a thing. You, it's kind of flirty to like send a game pigeon game. Is it? And just like yeah, oh. that's why I sent one to you the other. Day. I sent one to um, I sent
1: one to Emma to challenge her to play chess, and she just responded, "I don't know how to play chess," and then she didn't play. She didn't play me, so I don't <laughs> know. I don't know what I did wrong.
0: Ah, uh, you figure it out um, eventually. Um, yeah, I mean, you can you can play you can do airtime airtime is a way to watch youtube videos over facetime it's an app you can do netflix party netflix, netflix party is a, is a chrome extension to watch netflix with people Emma they don't have, have netflix
1: we're trying to watch avatar the last airbender over netflix party um tv and i are watching community it's great it's a good it's, it's a good great. thing to do because sometimes yeah. it's like when you're on the facetime it's like well don't have much else to say you know but you still want to be together and like do something yeah. together you know yeah um but i wouldn't say resort to that i say that's like a last a last ditch kind of thing
0: yeah shout out to you guys going to the same school. That's fun though, yeah you know. My
1: real advice is just to like wait until you're together. <laughs> you've never met in person it's like it's difficult to to give advice. Have you tried um poker?
0: texas <laughs> texas hold, texas you can, hold you can easily you get can it easily high cards when you
1: get really into online poker and just start gambling lots and lots of money high, lots of lots high of money. figures
0: so much money like it's kind of irresponsible it's, how much money you're it's trying. a shame that
1: poker stars got taken down
0: yeah it's a big shame
1: I don't, I don't have anything funny for this this is just kind of like a good whole whole wholehearted situation you know, yeah. like they're not do- I, they're not doing anything wrong, so it's hard to like goof on them. You know, <laughs>
0: yeah, you're just, you're just, you're just you just know. they're just
1: cute homeschool kids who so are going to move to college soon. When you move to college, yeah. visit each other, drive three hours go see her on the weekends. You know,
0: or both of you drive an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, you could do you could do you could play Pictionary. It. You know, on like the you could find some kind of app to do a whiteboard. You know, and share it. With I think each house one. party does that. Like, yeah yeah, yeah. Pictionary is fun. Yeah.
0: How do you play Pictionary
1: with two people? You draw it and so. then she guesses what it is. And then History, she gets a point. And then she draws it, and you guess what it is.
0: It's kind of a co-op game, I guess. It is. So, like, the whole point of Pictionary is you don't want them you to can guess play the game, if you're not on their team.
1: play the game Spy Party, which is really fun. Um, okay. It's a game where, it's a video game played on the computer, which, mm-hmm. again, you know, you might not have access to, and that's okay. It's totally fine. Because <laughs> you're not at your name. Because, again, self. you're homeschooled. Uh, you are either a spy or you're, like, a sniper, and you're trying to figure out the spy, and the sniper's kind of overviewing, overlooking, like, a... A whole party of people and it doesn't they don't know which which one you are and you have some objectives that you have to like switch a statue around and you have to like place a bug on somebody and like the the person oh, that's kind of cool the person who has the sniper has to figure out which one you are and get you before time goes out So
0: the game you have to play when you're in person though no
1: you can play it over over the internet Oh, the internet because Space
0: Team, Space Team is one of those games yeah. that you can play on your phone. But you have to be with people. That's a fun mm-hmm. game. I like. You ever played Space I Team? Not played Space Team, but I heard people. Play <laughs> Father Anthony and Space I got very into Space Team last that. summer. We were like sitting and waiting for kids to show up for for youth group, and we would just we'd just be. They'd come in and we'd be screaming at each other. Flip the phalange! Flip the phalange! <laughs> uh, for those of you who played Space Team, you know exactly oh, what I know I'm what talking, you're about. talking about. All right, <laughs> do you have another one? Just a quick one. I do. I do have another one. I might have to pull up the. Uh, I pull up the. I think I just closed out the document. I want to help I have, people. I, d- I want to help people. Okay, this one comes from someone who said, "Please don't say my name." So this one comes from anonymous. This one
1: comes from Charles.
0: Um, is it a girl or a guy? Uh, this is a girl. This one comes uh, this from was, Charlita. It's a little too serious. Oh really? That's nah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't say my name. Thank you. Hi Ethan and Patrick. First off, love the podcast. Thanks. The Chronicle is my favorite podcast ever, and I listen to you guys all the time. And also Patrick is my favorite one. Okay. He's much better. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you helped me grow in my faith. That you're welcome, Anonymous. Um uh, I remember in one episode you talked about how men lead women and women call men to holiness. Okay. Yes. I'm currently in a relationship and I'm wondering how I can call my boyfriend on to holiness. Considering my faith is stronger than my boyfriend's. You I want to call him to holiness, I know without belittling him and show him that I want him to lead me without sounding demanding. If you have any tips or ways I can do this, I'd love to hear them. Thank you.
1: Can we get Phoebe on the podcast?
0: Yes. Hey, Phoebe, come here. Phoebe, real quick. Hi, I'm Phoebe, and Patrick's great. Brag, brag, brag. That's my Phoebe impression. That's pretty good. Oh, my gosh. If you guys know Phoebe, then that was a banging impression. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I would hope that you could do a good impression if you have um,
1: Emma, get over here. Do it. We need your help for this podcast question.
0: Do your Emma impression. Hi.
1: I think that when it's time to pray, you go and you pray. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is Emma like standing far away in an empty room? Is that what?
1: <laughs> I'm going through a tunnel right now.
0: <laughs> this is my impression, impression, impression.
1: Um, Here's the thing. Of
0: a Pope, Pope, Pope. Talking, talking, talking. That's how he sounds at Big Things. That's true. Anyway, sorry, go on. Young people. Young people. In indie the world. world. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. I was just now. I have a picture of John Paul
1: II in my mind, and I can't. This beautiful father that I can't get. Um, gonna gonna cry.
0: You ever hear of Young Turncase? No, Whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should start calling him Young Tuna. <laughs> you ever hear, of
0: young you ever hear of the guy that? What's the guy's actual? John
1: name? Paul II, how to pray the rosary. Young Tuna. Jan Tiernowski
0: Jan Tirana, Jan <laughs> young turn <Ternski>?
1: young turnsky. <laughs> young tuna okay so i would say charlita all it's all about um it like what we just talked about for like 45 minutes it's all about inviting some somebody into something that you love and
0: yeah yeah it's
1: not that like yeah at the beginning he might love it because he loves you and like mm. we'll just do it just for your sake But that's how God works, right? Like we were talking to a couple weeks ago about like he can, he can work with mixed motivations, you know, like it's not like somebody has to come to him perfectly pure and like ready to be holy in order to grow. And so I would say commit to prayer together as in like, you need to be praying every day. And if you're going to be hanging out with him, you guys have to go and pray together. Um, You need to read scripture. You need to read holy books. You need to go to math. Like you need to, You need to be living actively like a life that's pursuing the voice of God. You need to be doing an examination of conscience every day. Like these are the things that just are the basic fundamentals of, of living a holy life. And so if you're not doing those things, do those things. And then you can say, Hey, I've been doing these things and share your prayer with your boyfriend and then ask him, what did you pray about? You know, like what have you been praying about recently and having those conversations and, Eventually, they'll just become natural conversations that happen just regularly. But at the beginning, it sounds, like if you're further along in your faith walk than he is, you help, you will have to lead them, and you'll have to ask.
0: Mm.
1: And if, he's, if he doesn't, if he's not down a clown, bye. Charlita, yeah. Charlita's on the market again, you know? Yeah. Which I obviously hope, and I don't think that that'll be the case, but, like, if after months and months and months and he, over a year of inviting him into this life and he still doesn't want to do it, you know, and like, won't do it without you, then that's probably a good sign that this isn't a dude you'd want to get married to, so.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. Anyway. I think I think a big distinction, because she said she doesn't want to sound demanding, and this is something that I know, there's like that stereotype of the demanding girlfriend or the nagging wife. You know, oh, my wife keeps nagging me, etc. I think it comes, what men, a lot of men don't understand, is that this doesn't come from a place of the, the attitude is not, I want you to start praying because I want, or else, like, I'm not going to respect you. You know, that's not, that's not where it comes from. What she, what you want, Charlita, is you love this thing, Jesus, praying, etc. And you want your significant other to enter into this thing with you and do it with you. Right. And so that, that's something that if someone loves you, they'll respond to. Whereas if you frame it in a way of, you need to do this, otherwise I'm going to love you less. Like that's how it can sound. And so you, especially need to make sure that it's clear that you're inviting him into something that you enjoy, not demanding something of him that he might not be ready to rise to. And what you'll find is if you ask him, if you start like, hey, I'd like you to come to adoration with me and like, cause I really love mm-hmm. the peace and the quiet there. And I think you'd love it too. Yeah. Probably. He'd probably be down for that. You know, everybody feels like they need more silence in their lives. And so like, say so like, hey, like then ask him, hey, have you been praying recently? Like, what have you been praying about? And then if he says I haven't been, he's like, oh, cool, that's fine, and let him know that like you're okay with him moving at his own pace, and you'll find that he will probably think about those moments when you ask him what he's going to pray. When like if you if he knows in the future you're going to ask him what'd you pray about, he might pray on his own. And but if you frame it in a way of hey, tell me what you prayed about every week, and yeah. he's going to feel like it's an obligation, and he's going to hate God. Um, so yeah.
1: We always have to remember that the gospel we we propose the gospel. We do not impose the gospel. It's not something yes. that we're forcing on people. It's something. It's a free gift that God has offered to us, and we have been given the opportunity to offer to others. And so, mm-hmm. if somebody rejects it, that's not your fault because it's not your 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 responsibility to make sure that somebody does something. It's your responsibility to invite somebody. It's your responsibility to propose it but you have no control over whether or not that person accepts it or how quickly they accept it or, or, or any of those things. Um, but there are, there are ways that you can live your life that is a constant proposal of the gospel. And like, yeah. the, like all those things that Patrick just said. So that's the only thing that I would say is like, don't worry about... We're not worried about behavior modification. We're, we're worried about genuine and authentic transformation, yeah. which takes time. Great. All right. I... I'm done. I don't want to podcast anymore on my birthday.
0: <laughs> I want to drink more bullet bourbon. i to drink more
1: bullet bourbon. I'm going to, and I'm going to go eat a eat piece, of piece of applesauce cake. Ooh, nice.
0: The applesauce
1: is used to make it moist. Yeah. It's a very moist cake. Very good.
0: very excited. Are you home? Yeah, I'm at home. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's You're home for your birthday. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So, yeah. I am going to go buy books for grad school. Oh, Cool. So that's fun, yeah. Hey, you boys, this is a college podcast again, yeah, baby! baby. Let's go. I'm, this means I get I get my student discount back on Spotify. I'm going to audit <laughs> one class at like it, the Augustine Institute <laughs> so that we can both be uh, in, college. in college again. Oh, man. Let's
1: do it. All right. You can find Patrick's blog, patnevy.blog. It's probably the only thing you should read outside of the Bible. Um, yeah,
0: sign up, for, sign up for my mailing list because we have two insane things that are happening in the future. And that... Well, that's one of the two yeah. things. So, we have one insane thing that hasn't been announced yet that's going to be happening. Have you announced very it soon. to me? I will announce what? it. To you. you already know it. Um, I, don't, yeah, I don't know it. Don't, don't say it. Don't okay. say it. I'll tell you later. All right. I um, forgot it. Whatever it was. The Patreon page and my mailing list will be the first two are, are, arenas, mm-hmm. avenues. Arenas. That I'll be sure. Where you get to hear that insane announcement first. So, uh, sign up for a mailing list patnevy.blog. Or uh, support us on Patreon Patreon.com slash thecrunch And you'll get exclusive updates Exclusive From your boys
1: Your boys Uh, Thank you all for listening I'm not ending it yet I appreciate all of you Another year of podcasting With this guy With all of you I love you Three years, ten months, baby Yes Happy Solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Just,
0: you know Stop not being Catholic.
1: Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you and we will see you all next week.